This is Paul, everybody. He is really great. And he's going to be sharing with us this morning for the next in our series all about um, the Exodus and the Israelites and all them people in the Bible. <laughs> oh, not quite every single person in the Bible. I'll try as much as possible to uh, go through. Well, isn't God amazing? There's been a lot of things that have happened so far this morning and... Um, it's always great just to be a part when God turns up, God does amazing things, and we just allow time for God to just do what he wants to do. So um, we've been going through a series, uh, I know two weeks ago, Graham spoke um, from Exodus 16, where um, that talks about the whole idea of um, the Israelites uh, asking God for provision in terms of food. Um, so today I'm going to continue on with looking at Exodus 17. So if you want to turn to Exodus 17, that's where we're going to be. I will be going through and talking a little bit about other things as well, um, some other scriptures I've got as well, but Exodus 17. So let's have a read. The whole Israelite community set out from the desert of Sin, traveling from place to place, as the Lord commanded. They camped at, now I, I will probably get this wrong, Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. So they quarreled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. Moses replied, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to the test? But the people were thirsty for water there, and they grumbled against Moses. They said, why did you bring us out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of thirst? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, what am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord answered Moses, go out in front of the people, take with you some of the elders of Israel and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will stand there before you by the rock of Herib, strike the rock and water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders in Israel. One of the things that uh, it's important to note is that this whole series is looking at a journey that takes place from a starting point in Egypt to the Promised Land. And it's important to note that what God is instilling in his chosen people is to change them from something that they were in the past, where they were bound up, in Egypt, they were slaves, they were restricted to a place where they were going to get into a promised land of a free people. Now, all of you have got some sort of journey that describes where you've come from, where you started in your walk with God, and where you're heading. And the important thing to realize is that just like the Israelites, God is going to engineer situations in your life where he's going to teach you and give you opportunities to respond in the right way so that you can walk forward knowing more about him and being able to trust him. And the important thing in this particular situation is that the Israelites have come from a place of bondage. 
They've come from a place where they were put down, they were restricted. But in the process of being set free, they've got to go into an unknown place. And the situation is that as they're walking through, as Graham said two weeks ago about the whole thing about, well, where are we going to get for food? And this particular chapter is about water. What are we going to get? And it's interesting that at the point that Israelites made some sort of a complaint, grumbling idea of, well, back there, we were able to be fed. And it's one of those interesting things, actually, when you talk about to some people in some situations how some people will actually take on bondage because they feel it's safe. And the interesting thing is, is that you, you see this on all the times when you talk to people and they will actually take on bondage. They will take on this overpression because that's what they're familiar with. That's what they're safe with. But it's actually much riskier to step into something that's unknown. It's like with um, Peter in the boat. The safety was in the boat. Jesus was actually out in the water. But he made that step into the unknown, away from the place of safety, into where Jesus was. It's a journey that we are all on, and it's a journey that the Israelites are on. And I learned this a long, long, long time ago. Um, I'll, I'll share this sort of story that uh, uh, I'm a school teacher, so we had summer holidays, and I was in Australia. And I decided to go for this big, long sort of road trip all across southern Australia. And um, got to the place where I was going to walk up to the highest mountain in um, Australia. And I basically stayed overnight in a youth hostel. Um, and the idea was that you take the, the chairlift up to the top and then you basically head towards the top. And the two previous days had been basically, it's the middle of summer, Beautiful sunny day. I'm at the bottom of the day and it's sunny. Take the chairlift up and as soon as I get to the top, the clouds come over, it starts raining, the wind howls along and um, I start walking and it gets worse and it gets worse and it gets worse. And I thought many a times of turning and going back. But I kept going, and I remember distinctly there was one time where it got so bad, I had to hide in a rock, like a rock crevice, because it was so bad. And I just thought, should I go back? But I felt, God, no, press on, keep going. Yes, it's difficult at this moment in time, but keep going on. So I battled, it was almost like sort of that walk with the sort of the rain, and I got to the top, and all of a sudden, the clouds moved apart. And the rain stopped, and the wind died down, and I stood on the top, and I looked out, and it was absolutely glorious. You know, the interesting thing was, I stood there, and it meant so much more for me because I'd gone through all of that wind, all of that rain, and I battled on, even though I was thinking I should turn back the safety of the little lodge down at the bottom of the chairlift. But I pressed on and I stood on there and I was just like, wow. 
And I remember God speaking to me and saying, press on, press on. Keep work, walking through things. And I think this is what's happening with the Israelites here in this point of time. They've come to a situation where they're encountering a real problem. It's a real problem. It's not a fake problem. It's a real problem. But it's how do you respond to that problem? How do we respond when we encounter situations? That's the key thing that for us, and that this is the thing that I'm learning. How do you respond when you're going through and you are out of your depth? I remember one time someone spoke to me and um, their prayer was, God, teach me about peace. Now, that person's life just went through a storm for the next couple of months. Now, the interesting thing is I spoke to this person and this person's prayer was, God, teach me about peace. But their idea about learning about peace was, God, teach me about peace by sitting on a beach in Hawaii in the middle of the sun. That's what they wanted to learn about peace. But we know that's not how you learn about peace because that's not really going to be testing you. You learn about peace when you're in a boat, when the storm's all around and you're really, really scared and you have to look to someone who's asleep and you have to realize, there's Jesus, come on, what are we going to do? That's when you learn about things. And in this particular situation, the Israelites, they're needing water. And I could sense that actually what's happening with Moses is that he is a little bit exasperated about the response. And one of the things that every single one of us is going to be in a position in our lives where we are going to be leading people. We are going to be having people underneath us, whether it's your job, whether it's a church, whether it's somewhere else, everyone is called to be in some capacity leading at some point. And yes, we are going to have people who are going to be underneath us who are going to really, really test us. But what did Moses do? Moses goes to God and he asks, what am I going to do? I'm going to read a couple of uh, verses. Uh, 1 Chronicles 16, 10 to 13 says, Glory in his name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done and the judgments he's pronounced. You, his servants, the descendants of Israel, his chosen ones. Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. Psalm 63, verse 1. You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. We are called to seek God in every situation we face. Just like the Israelites, we are going to be in situations where we are out of our depth. How we respond to that is important. Because the thing is, is we can respond in a good way, but we can respond in a negative way. 
we can respond by looking to blame other people. And unfortunately, in my life, I've gone through situations in my life where my first thing is not the right way and I start blaming that person and that person. Oh, it's that person's fault. If only that person could get out of my life or that person. But actually, no, that's not what God's teaching me. God's teaching me my first response is to go to God and God, I need your help. I need you to show me the way. I need you to be able to lead me in this very, very difficult situation. We are all going to have, at some point in our life, difficult situations where we are going to be out of our depth, and it's how we respond. And what does God say to Moses? God says to Moses, go out with your staff, the same staff that he'd already parted the Red Sea. So in some ways, actually, God's reminding him of something that's already happened, a miraculous situation previously parting the Red Sea with this staff. So that's already given Moses confidence, okay? How many times have we had situations in the past where God's provided a way? One of the things that I I've, I've have all the confidence in the world is God giving and providing me jobs. Why? Because he has provided so many times in the past, so many times. When I first came to Worcester, um, we basically packed up. We felt God's called us to Worcester. We'd, I didn't have a job. And God said, I'm going to provide a job. Job came. And I remember that, and I look back at all the times that I've ever been in any place, God, every single time, provides a way for. When I look at it, I just go, there's nothing there. There's no schools advertising, nothing there. I get a phone call. Oh, would you like to come and join our school? That's what God does. God is the God that, when we think something's impossible, creates possible out of something that's not. And the important thing to remember is that builds faith. And that's part of the idea of testimonies, is testimonies build faith. When you listen to someone else, you might be struggling, you might be going through something, you listen to someone's testimony and you go, yes, I can grab onto the fact that God is a God who's faithful, who will provide a way. And so when Moses hears about get that staff that you've used before, there's an element of, I've done this before, I've stretched out and God provided a way. Okay, I'm going to do that again. And he says, I'm going to be there, which is just a, a perfect idea that God's going to be there in every situation, every situation. So what does Moses do? Moses is obedient to what God's told him to do. It is an absolutely miraculous thing to be able to strike a rod, sorry, strike a rock with a rod and water flows. And it's not just, it is one of the things is we we sometimes sell things short. It's not just a small little trickle because the thing is, is that there were hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. So it's not just sort of like a little trickle of thing coming down. 
I'm sure it's just this gushing water that would have been able to come down and just people, thousands upon thousands upon thousands, have get that. It is one of those things that we need to realize God is going to be able to do miraculous things in order for us to do what we're called to do. That's what it's all about. It's interesting, actually, if we link this with the New Testament. Um, if we look at John 7, John 7, on the last and greatest day of the festival, John, just sorry, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within. This is the link, uh, and Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians 10, about looking at the past, this story with Exodus 17. But the idea is that actually Jesus, believing in Jesus, rivers of living water will flow. And one of the things is with the um, people who are going to be doing the Alpha course on um, Monday, as they get to be able to experience God, to be able to experience that rivers of living water is going to flow. And the thing is that every single one of us have given our lives to God, and Jesus Christ resides in us, rivers of living water. So when we open up and we speak, we speak life, we speak power, we speak grace, we speak love with everything that we come, as long as we realize that Jesus, the living water, resides within us and is able to flow. So, we got some questions. Have we got some questions? So we're going to get into some groups or people with the person next to you. We're going to have some opportunity to share some questions. Um, the idea of these questions is, as I've said, God's always going to be able to provide a way in every situation. And I could probably ask you to give loads of testimonies of where you've come to a situation and you just don't know how this is going to turn out. But God provides a way. And you look back at that and you go, wow, that's amazing. And that builds your confidence in God. That builds your connection with God. So the very next time, like Moses, first time Red Sea, next time, in this situation, confidence is building, not in yourself, but in God being able to be faithful. So the, the first one, share a time when you felt out of your death and had to seek God in a situation. Okay? I'd be very surprised if no one's ever had any difficulties ever in their whole life. So I'm sure there's many times when you might have uh, had a situation when you've had to go and rely on God. How did that situation help you and your walk with God? How did it help you with your connection and understanding of God? 
And the final one, what areas of your life currently do you feel out of your depth and you need to trust in God? There might be a situation in your life where you feel currently, I just can't see the way forward. I just can't see. It just seems like I'm in a desert. I can't see how to get forward. Maybe you might want to, with the people next to you, just maybe pray for the clarity of God because God has a way. God is wanting you to partner with him in the journey that you're on. So, folks, if you want to just get into your groups now, we can move the chairs into groups and we'll um, sort of come back in about, say, five, eight minutes or so. Well, folks, I'm sure there's um, lots more that you could talk and chat about. Hopefully, you've had an opportunity to be able to share. Uh, maybe someone's been able to pray. Um, I'm just going to finish up, and, um, and then we'll, we'll uh, finish up for the night, for the, this morning. So, Father, we just thank you for your provision in every single way. We just thank you that in everything that you've called us to do, you are always going to provide a way. And we just pray for every person here who is going through a difficult time that you would show the way, you would illuminate the way, you would illuminate even the miraculous so that they would be able to experience your faithfulness, your provision in everything that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, bless you, folks. Have a good day, and um, if you've got to go and pick up kids from Lindisfarne, hope that works out really well for you, and uh, bless you folks.